Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sanctity Podcast, where no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it'll always be Sanctity Time. Once again, I have Stockton with me here today with a, another Marvel movie discussion, and that is Across the Spider-Verse. How are we doing today, my man? Uh, I'm doing so good, actually. This movie, in fact, is my phone background. I know you're not going to be able to see, but it is like it's got like a cross section of like the four different like spider people that I would say are like our protagonists. Oh, so be okay. Spider-Man, Didia, Hobie, Spider Gwen, and Miles. Uh, and it's like a, like a cross section of them. Oh my god, dude, it's so good. There's so many good like so much good art of this movie out there because like artists are just seeing it and going to town, and I'm so stoked about it. Yeah, my yeah, my wallpaper is a spider punk. Don't know if you see it, but yeah. yep. It's not it's not exactly I... it's not exactly the spider punk from uh from across the spider-verse, but mm-hmm. this is still spider punk. And uh and I think it's really cool that there is a spider punk uh suit in the Insomniac Spider-Man game that I have been uh, sort of playing, guys. As I've player. actually been revisiting as well, and I've only been playing the Spider-Punk suit. I don't know if you noticed on Twitter, but my current profile picture is Hobie Brown. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also my current letterbox picture as well. So, uh, so He's just so, a real neat guy. He's just super cool. Yeah, so until another Ryan Gosling uh, meme face pops up, uh, Hobie Brown is my profile pic. So yeah, uh, okay. So so I guess we can get right down to it. Unless you want to talk about the Craven trailer that just uh, dropped today. I haven't even seen it. I like no no offense to uh to Quicksilver, but Aaron Taylor Johnson right is who's playing him. Yeah, I'm sure it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But like I I don't know. I'm more interested in like the Spider Man like PS Five game Craven. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. We should also talk about that. But yeah, the Craven trailer, the the Craven trailer looks like the movie is gonna be dog shit. If if we're being real here, because because first off, like because because first off, the Craven trailer that we've seen, because first off, like the Craven that we see isn't ex- isn't really exactly like the comic version of it. Sure, he mm-hmm. looks sure he looks good and jacked, but he's like. I don't think he's that impressive to me. And there and there is like a teaser poster where it's like basically an homage to comic Craven. I'll give it that. But it looks to be another generic Marvel villain Marvel villain solo movie. That Yeah, because that's gonna be produced by Sony, right? Yes, it is a Sony... Sony doesn't really have a good track record for like the Spider-Man villain solo movies. Not that I'm not saying that I don't love Venom one and two because I will defend both of those movies until I die. Everybody else is just watching them wrong. They're they're rom coms. They're not superhero movies, and you just have to watch them that way, and they make so much more sense. Um, but I I haven't seen Morbius, but like I don't really plan on it. Craven, uh, uh, I imagine it's probably just going to be like Morbius too. Probably you're better off. Morbius is not great at all. It's not good. But uh, Matt at Smith's least uh, Spider Verse across yeah, yeah. the Spider Verse fixes it a little bit because yeah, now yeah. we know that all of the vultures like were switching around universes because of Miles and not because of Peter. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. The long con. Right. Yeah. Like which we'll which we'll get into like 
which we'll get into a bit. But yeah, but but uh but that like but that first look of Insomniac Spider-Man 2 is so incredible. Like the way the game starts with that boss craven intro is just exquisite. Dude, Craven just like one-handed choking that guy. It's insane. And I'm so glad that Peter actually has like, you know, something to do now. I was really worried that this game was going to come out and Peter would play exactly like he did in the first one. And Miles would play exactly like he did in his game. And nobody would want to play Peter because Miles Venom Punch and going invisible are just too much fun. But Peter getting the symbiote, I think, is a really cool way to balance that out because now I'm probably never going to touch Miles. Mm, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah, and it's also going to be pretty fun to like play as both Peter and Miles, like how like the game is going to promise. And uh, and yeah, like Peter, Peter wearing the symbiote looks pretty cool. And like Gary Lowenthal, man, I actually have been kicking up Naruto again. I decided to finish it. And uh, because they added a whole bunch more dub onto Hulu. And so Yuri Lowenthal plays Sasuke and I'm getting like just the performance of a lifetime. And I'm so excited for like evil Peter. And I'm like, I already hear the Sasuke coming out in the voice a little bit. I'm so excited. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can definitely hear that, too. And like there's that tweet that we that we talked about where like, oh, like, oh, oh, like Peter, Peter, sure. acting like Sasuke. That's because he is Sasuke. (laughs) No, it's so good. And so, so um where exactly are you in Naruto? Like just 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 curious. So I am currently uh Naruto is on the island with the eighth tail Jinchuriki, and he is learning how to control the nine tailed the nine tailed beast. Uh well, and well, I well, have already I've already done the stuff with, like, Naruto's mom and all that. I just got through that this morning. I had a very emotional day. Um, But, uh, yeah, Naruto's great right now. I'm excited for him to, now that he is unlocked, like, the Ninetale Chakra, that mixed with Sage Jutsu, I don't know if Sasuke is going to be able to compete with that. Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm, he's got that Susanoo, but, like, uh, I don't know. You have to, you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. It's going to be the fight I'm of really... a lifetime. I'm really excited to see it come, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really, I, I'm genuinely, genuinely excited for you. Just, just like, uh, just warning you that, like, when you get to, like, like, like when you get to like the third great Ninja War arc, uh, it's going to take a lot out of you. Like it's it's that's it's that's where moment. I'm at right now. Yeah, we've started. Or are you talking about like specifically the third, or do you mean the fourth? Fourth great ninja war arc is what I meant. Yes, but yep, the fourth war just started. We haven't really like seen any repercussions for it yet, but it technically like is in effect. Yeah, they just and- haven't like done it. They haven't like fought anyone or no battles have happened yet. But we are technically in the great fourth ninja war. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Again, I'm excited for you. Just be prepared. It's taking a lot out of me. It is super emotional. Like, just be prepared for my Naruto hot takes next time. You know what I mean? Oh man, I don't like hearing that. Oh, that scares me. That's okay. That's okay. That that is that is totally fine. That is totally okay. Uh, dear God, dear God, I sound like Nick Connor right now, but that's okay. If you know who that is, Uh, I don't think I do actually. Uh, uh. Okay, uh, Nick Connor also goes by NC Hammer 23. 
who you may know okay. from TikTok. Yeah, yeah, who you, who you from TikTok, who has a podcast with Danny Mona called The Talk is Anonymous, in which they post in, in which they post episodes like every Sunday. They have- oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. I love Danny Mata. I don't know anything about his co-host, but I do know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, I love Danny Mata as well. Like, shout out to him. Danny Mata's phenomenal. Like, like, dude, your Avatar content is great. Dude, I've been absolutely loving his Avatar series. He needs to bring it back right now. He yeah, says see- he put it on a hiatus because he, like, is just at, like, the end of the season. But I, like, his Avatar analysis is so good. Like, it's, like high level avatar content that my brain has to consume like i can't just watch the show anymore i need to like be hearing like conversations about the show like while it's happening like i really like reaction commentaries to it um shout out like the normies the normies are phenomenal but uh like i i just i can't even watch it's like i've been spoiled i can't just watch the show anymore right 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 Right, yeah, like kind of, kind of like that for me, but like, like kind of, kind of like that for me. Like Danny Mata talking about Avatar, that's good shit right there. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, super good. Yeah, anyways, uh, so I have, so, so I have a, so, so basically, I have a theory, uh, about like, uh, uh about what is going to happen in in the Spider Man Two game, and I'm sure you've heard this theory before. It's that. It it could be possible that Peter Parker could become Venom, and that Miles mm-hmm. have to like fight Peter, and it's going to be a really pivotal moment between both of these characters, and like it's going to and it's going to basically be like Peter and Doc Ock's like confrontation from the first game, in which it it. it and which, like, the moment where, like, Peter says, says to Doc Ock, you were everything that I wanted to be. And I think Miles is probably going to say that to him as well. Because, like, and it's also, like, it's also confirmed. I just, I'm ready for, like, the Venom v. Venom fight, man. I'm I'm so stoked for this game. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. And, like, consider, like, how much Peter suffered through this game. Like, between, like, losing Aunt May, his apartment, and, like, uh... And the fact, and the fact that like, and the fact that like his boss, yeah, 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 and the fact that Octavius, his boss, like turned evil, is gonna, is gonna truly like affect. He looks up to so much. Yeah, and a uh, bit of a hot take. I like Peter For sure. and Doc Ock's dynamic in in the Spider-Man game more than I like more than I like their dynamic in Spider-Man Two. That's pretty, like, I would say it's pretty close. I would say I actually think I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad. I just feel like they have more of a rapport. Like, they kind of meet in the second one, right? And Peter's like, I'm a really big fan. And then Doc Ock is like, oh, well, do you want to see this super collider that I have? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, you know, in the game, you're actually, like, working for him. Like, he is, like somebody who like you you know peter doesn't work there because it's good money because it's not he works there because he likes doc Ock as and like his philosophy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for sure and, and, and you piece and, and and not only do you see them like work together like it feels like you've gotten you've gotten to know like their characters you feel like you're in the room with them and when 
And when Doc Ock like becomes His cause feels more justified at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like what when Doc Ock's cause like feel more feels more justified. And when he does invent the tentacle arms, like it like like it feels like a punch to the gut. And you think of like, oh my god, Doc Ock invented the tentacle arms. This means that he's going that means that he's pretty much evil now. Is <laughs> is gonna be Doc Ock, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to this movie here. I yeah. did manage to write down my top five uh, songs in both the soundtrack and songs in the score. If you want to compare lists here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would love to compare soundtracks. Yeah, I would love to compare lists with you. Uh, yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah. But uh, but before we like uh get in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. So, so, like, we'll get into that. But the movie, though, I think pretty much everybody's saying this. Across the Spider-Verse is a goddamn masterpiece. In terms of animation, storytelling, writing, character work, and voice acting, five out of fives all across the board. I would give it a six stars on Box, but the only limit is five stars. So, five stars all the freaking reviews are also good yeah and i can't believe that it's like the highest rated movie on letterbox right now like it is dude i yeah that's a little bit crazy like i i'm just super stoked like you know it, it's really crossing boundaries like spider-verse one did a whole lot with this uh non-photorealistic imaging animation and like you know, since then, we've had a couple other movies come up with this animation style and really make something work with it. You know, Mitchell's versus the Machines, uh, Puss in Boots. Uh, but then, you know, Spider-Verse, the actual, like, Lord and Miller, the same people who, like, really, like, rediscovered the genre of animation come in and just knock it out of the park with Spider-Verse 2. And they do it in a way that, like, nobody else has even tried to do it yet. It's almost like everybody is still playing catch-up to them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, since Spider-Verse, like, DreamWorks has been, like, kind of doing... That's been, like, starting to do it with, like, Puss in Boots. And then, like... And and then soon, uh, like, uh, the upcoming Disney movie called The Wish is gonna have, like, that 2D and, like, 3... that uh, that 2.5D animation as well. Have you seen... Have you seen the trailer for Nimona? Oh, yes, I have. I think Nimona looks... Oh, man, I don't know anything about it, but it looks so good. It looks great. I'm super stoked for that. I think it's based on a graphic novel series, and it's the same Mm -hmm. person who did She-Ra and the Princess of Power. That's all I know about it. Uh, which I have seen like the first season of. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I finished it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even watch the last season yet. But I know how it ends. So mm-hmm. I think I know how it ends too. At least the important part. Yeah. Yeah. Like the important part of, on how on how Shira ends, like we pretty much know about. And yeah. and like I gotta say, Nimona Nimona looks like a very. It's what I like to describe as a toned down arcane, meaning that like, yep, I can see that. Like, like if Nimona was like was like not really, like it's if it's it's as if Nimona wasn't exactly dark like arcane, 
but it but it caters to like all ages and it looks to be like and it looks to be something like and it, and it looks to be it has like a really, really like creative. assertive kind of like humor and mm -hmm. i think that is something that we really don't see a lot of like when we have like young women-centric stories so i think that'll be really really cool to see like also the protagonist is a is a shape-shifting bisexual i think that's awesome like i, I mean <laughs> yeah that, that just like that was that was for me right like my old profile picture on Twitter was Beast Boy. Like, come on, this is like right up my alley. Oh, um, hell yeah! I know how much you like Beast Boy, so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, uh, so so yeah, and 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 of course, like we're also getting like the upcoming Ninja Turtles movie, which which the looks... MNT movie. Oh, that looks so good! Yeah, I'm like, so excited. Had... I'm yeah. so worried that movie is gonna break our heart. Yeah, like I yeah, like I was like. I was so skeptical when I found out that another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was coming out after after we got those abysmal Michael, Michael produced like produced live action like Ninja Turtles movies wherever the fuck those movies were and 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 if, and then like and then I saw that like Seth Rogen was gonna produce them and it was gonna be animated and I'm like oh okay like look this Rose Byrne oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, I've been watching her and Seth Rogen in Platonic on Apple TV. They're hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's great, right? Oh, it, it's 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 pretty phenomenal. At least what I've seen. I've only seen the first couple episodes, but like I've seen interviews with Seth Rogen, and he's like, "We really just wanted to push a story where like we had an adult female and an adult male, and there was just." no sexual tension and that just wasn't what the story was about for once because there is none of that out there and i was like you know what i really respect that that's like you know not even just like putting that in your show but like making your show about that i think is pretty cool oh oh yeah that's cool i'll check out platonic eventually but yeah uh but yeah like and of course like and of course like and of course i expected like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to have like that Spider-Verse animation, but I didn't think that it would like look this cool. You know what I mean? No, it almost resembles like a Guillermo del Toro like stop motion film, but it's all animated. Like there is no stop motion. Like the fact that it looks claymation is just like how they've animated it. It looks so cool. It, it, it does look very cool. And the fact that like, and the fact that like the Ninja Turtles are actually voiced by teenagers. They're doing, uh, that's pretty exciting. Like, 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 like the literal emphasis on teenager for those Ninja Turtles, and I think that's pretty exciting. And of so, course, and, and and of course, April O'Neil is a black girl in this movie, just like how the original design of April was. Uh, did do you know who was going to audition for this movie before they found out that the turtles were all like going to be played by actual teenagers? Who? Dante Bosco. What? Wait. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I could play a Ninja Turtle. And then he, the producers were like, we want only teenagers for the turtles. And he's like, all right, I'm out. I don't want to be in this movie anymore. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that he got to be Raphael. What? I could see him as Michelangelo. I could see him as Michelangelo, I guess. It's just like, okay. But imagine Zuko as a Ninja Turtle. Like, <laughs> that's gotta be Raphael, right? Like, 
I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I could I could also see either could, that or like it's gotta be last round in Michelangelo. It's like I gotta restore my honor for my brothers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, man. And uh and then I was and and I was also like, have you ever watched the uh the 2012 Ninja Turtles movie? Like the... no 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 the Ninja Turtles series on Nickelodeon. Yes, I've seen episodes of it. I have not watched it all. Oh yeah, it's oh it's so funny. Like every joke from that movie fucking hits, and the voice cast, it's great. And it's, like because uh, it's got Rob Paulson, Greg Sipes. Yeah, yeah, Greg Sipes, uh, who voiced Beast Boy. Yeah, and I know. Uh, is that the one with Ben Schwartz or no? Ben Schwartz is the next one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Ben Schwartz's Rise of the Teenage Mutant. Ninja. Yep, he voices Leo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 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 I and I gotta be honest, like I watched the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, like without watching like that series, and it's great on its own. Not gonna lie. I think I watched like the first two thirds, but it was like super late at night, and so I fell asleep and then just never got around to finishing it. Oh, oh, okay. But I really enjoyed what I did see, though. I thought it was really entertaining, and like you don't need to like I was following along just fine, like without having seen the TV show. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Like Raphael, what was like. (laughs) <laughs> like had to be like had to be the one to take up leadership like just because like leo like wasn't wasn't really much of a team player and i like mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 i really like that dynamic a lot and 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 i just like the plot of like of casey jones being from the future one of them like like hey the craig are taking over we gotta we gotta stop them that's great right i really like that but yeah uh anyways. what do you think of the one piece trailer oh my god i don't know okay and i'm glad that you asked because like because i'm glad that you remember that i am a bit of a one that i am a bit of a one Saw your poster in the background but there. oh thanks yeah uh th- thanks yeah a lot of people a lot of people uh, yeah a lot of my guests like oh uh, like uh like sometimes notice my one piece poster which is great but uh yeah uh I don't know. I'm pretty mixed on it. Like, I like how the show looks. Like, the ships are practical. I like that the ships are practical. Like, and I'm, and I like that, and I like that mainly the characters are up to a T, are like, are, are pretty much like exactly like their counterparts mainly. Like, like specifically, I'm talking about how Luffy looks, how Zoro looks. Um, I like that Usopp's, I like that Usopp actually looks like a human and not and, and and doesn't have like a prosthetic nose because like you know how Usopp mm-hmm. like right and like and I don't know about Nami though like Nami looks like she's wearing a wig and 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 and, and just wearing like and just wearing like Abercrombie and Fitch clothes like to get like like in a pirate world uh, I don't know about that but 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 I like but but I like that it's capturing like the wacky and zaniness of One Piece. Even though I do think one, even though I don't really think One Piece, even though I don't really think One Piece, even though I don't really picture One Piece in live action, I kind of like what I see there. And like sometimes whole- stuff just needs to be like magical and animated, like Spider Verse. Right. Yeah. And just like and just and. And, and I don't know, just like just imagine the budget 
that's gonna like happen in like in a potential season two. I can't even imagine how Chopper is gonna look at CGI. And like yeah, that's a good speaking point. Of, speaking of CGI, like like Luffy's like gum gum power, where he's like re- where he's like putting his arm all the way back and he's about to like punch some dude. See, uh, everybody's commenting here. about the CGI on like that. But as somebody who hasn't seen One Piece, isn't he supposed to be like rubber? My second point is immediately before that, we see like a giant 200 foot dragon that looks gorgeous. And nobody's talking about that. Everybody's the like, the CGI yeah. on the arm looks bad, but that really cool dragon, we're going to pretend like we didn't see it. Yeah. And, 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 and that punch, like, pretty. Like pretty much pays off when like Luffy tells Zoro like uh, all all great fighters like like uh, like say they're finishing moves or whatever and then like Zoro says to him no they don't it, and don't they? it perfectly captures Luffy and Zoro's dynamic to a fucking T and and just the way that like Luffy like said that line he just like like said that line he actually believes what he said and Zoro's just like okay whatever man. No right. <laughs> it's it's great. I like that. I'm just I'm skeptical on it. I'm just I'm just pretty optimistic. I wanna I just wanna wait For until sure. like August thirty. I think that's how it actually looks. And 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 my only like big concern sure. is that, like it looks like how the live action cowboy bebop was, which was complete shit. I don't I I never been like I pretty much stopped watch, watching it just because it got too silly and and. And, and, and let's be honest, Cowboy Bebop was never silly. It was a mature, slick, it was. cool, and, and cool anime that lasted for 26 episodes that had one of the most iconic protagonists in anime and fiction. And fiction, adapting it into into live action, like with the with the quirking with the quirkiness of a of an MCU movie doesn't work. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, for like, sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, Hopefully, it will for One Piece, though. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, 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 like that type of quirkiness in the in the One Piece live action is gonna is gonna be great. But, but, but anyway. Uh, for sure. Can we get back to Cross the Spider Verse, please? Because, like, let's yes, absolutely. So, so starting off, uh, I love how this movie opens with like the droplets from like. On, like the drums and how how it pretty much starts with like Gwen's universe and how fucking beautiful it looks with all those like pretty color palettes and how on, on how it represents like the character's emotions specifically Gwen and her dad and how and 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 the and the friendship between like Gwen and Peter and specifically why Gwen never really like had friends and which pretty much captures like captures like who who pretty much captures who spider gwen is in the comics in which like and which like and which like she is a punk rock drummer who uh in which she is a punk drug in which she is a punk rock drummer while also while also be also having to be the hero of her community for sure. And, that, and that's pretty great. And I really like this take on the lizard for like Peter having to like 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 having to drink the lizard, like having to drink lizard DNA to stand up to bullies like Flash Thompson. 
<laughs> so actually, wait, wait, wait. I have a correction here. I don't know if you noticed this. The bully isn't Flash in Gwen's world. Who who is it then? It's Ned. Ned. Gwen specifically says, "Leave him alone, Ned." Oh right, yeah. Because and I... then we see somebody who looks like Ned Leeds from the MCU. Like we we don't see them in the face. We only see them from the back. But it looks like Ned Leeds wearing like a varsity it... football jacket. Stop it! I swear, I could have sworn that that and was. And Gwen very clearly like... says, "I don't, I don't, I don't know." Just because of like the same bill, blonde hair, like. Like she very clearly says, "Leave him alone, Ned." Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, and I thought that was a super crazy detail. That that yeah, that is so crazy. So like that's so weird how like they adapted like how they adapted like the comic version of Ned being like being one of Peter's bullies into into Ned Leeds in the MCU being like Peter's best friend or whatever. Right. It's the, the, that's such like a that's such like a jarring like difference now that now that you think about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, uh, like and now like with like with Gwen's dad thinking that thinking that she killed Peter, like it like it pretty much like drives like a bit of a wedge between them. And then when like, and then like we'll get to like we'll get to like that vulture moment, but like when Gwen. Like reveals to her father, father that like that like she isn't that that she is in fact a vigilante that he's been sworn to catch on the news. Like he's heartbroken. He can only like uh, if he like like he like he can only see the situation in black and white. He is only thinking like a cop in this very moment and not a father because like all that he because all that he. Because all that he thinks about is like he's still grief stricken with the loss of Peter, like like with the loss of Peter, I can only think about like apprehending, apprehending Spider Gwen and not her own daughter. In that moment, she doesn't like he doesn't really hear Gwen's pleas or whatever. No, for sure, and it actually really parallels the scene from uh. In- into the Spider-Verse after Uncle Aaron dies and Miles is like over his body and his dad comes up run away. It's an exact parallel to that that happens to Gwen but Gwen because she in this moment and it's super impactful and uh you know Gwen's dad is just like when he like starts you know reading the Miranda rights uh like it, it's just it's so heavy and the music that plays during that scene is also just so perfect uh but it, it's just crazy like how many parallels are between like this movie and the first movie similar to that yeah and I would say like this is like one of the best like prologues in cinema I would say if not like if not the best prologue in animation history. for sure and because like because like i don't know i think it lasts for like 20 minutes and then like the title card of spider a little bit of spider- a long opening yeah 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 and and like uh and like that whole like introduction with like miguel o'hara and uh and jessica and uh jessica drew yeah the 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 the, the, the pregnant spider woman that was great. That was like so crazy. Mm-hmm. They all were together to like take down like Italian Renaissance 
like Vulture, who, uh, fun fact, is voiced by one of the Lonely Island people. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look him up now. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, he was uh, he was pretty. But but yeah, that fight was pretty great. And and and, and okay, Akiva Schaefer. I think his name is Akiva Schaefer. Oh no, Jorma Tacone. It's Jorma Tacone. Jorma Tacone voices that vulture. Yeah. Uh, but... That scene also, I think, is a really great example here of like something that I think that this movie succeeds in a lot more than the first one, which is making each character feel like Spider-Man. In the first movie, Spider-Noir felt like Spider-Noir. Spider-Ham felt like Spider-Ham. Peter Porker felt like Peter Porker, so on and so forth. And it's really good that, like, you know, even though they're all Spider-Man, they're each distinct in their own person. But in this movie, they take that and make them each their own individual person, but then make sure that they all still have that Spider-Man quality to them. And, like, the snarkiness, the, like, tweed kind of comedy that, like, they always have, like, Gwen mocking Vulture, like, while they're fighting, and the way they, like, animate her eyes and, like, one goes up. All of that just screams Spider-Man, and that isn't every single character in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like, yeah, like the key, the key to a Spider-Man being a great Spider-Man is their quips. And their... no, and for real, and Peter even says that to uh, uh, to Miguel, right? He's like, "We're Spider-Man. We're supposed to be funny. You know, you're the only serious Spider-Man." <laughs> right. Talk about a canon event, God. Um. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to like we'll get to like the canon events in a bit. But uh. But yeah. But 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 yeah. So like essentially, Gwen like joining like the uh Miguel's like Spider Man task force is like just like a way for her to like to like not be arrested by her dad. Right. And, and, yeah. And for sure. Not face her problems. problems. Yeah. Because like literally she, running away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she would rather like yeah, yeah. In that moment, she would rather like be with like with with uh, with other spider people rather than going back to her own universe. For sure. Yeah, and, and then we cut to Rook. Yeah, yeah, and then we cut to Miles' universe, Brooklyn, Earth sixteen ten. Uh, which is the introduction of the spot, by the way. Which oh is my so god! Which, so I think this is like one of my only like small gripes with the movie is Spot goes to stealing an ATM to Spider Man, my nemesis, and then he unveils this huge backstory about how they're connected and how like they are their nemesis and how like they created each other. But was Spot just robbing a random bodega, hoping that like Spider Man would show up, or like yeah. he wasn't doing anything like related to Spider Man? He was just stealing an ATM machine, like an ATM, an ATM. My bad, my bad. Uh, but like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like, did he just get so completely lucky? Okay, okay, well, okay, well, think about it. Miles Morales is at is at this point Spider Man. So like so like when he hears about a bodega being robbed, he comes to rescue it. So so he robbed. So he attempted to steal the ATM to get Miles's attention, and it worked. 
I mean, I, I don't know, like, when that guy was like, hey, why are you robbing me? He's like, well, technically, I'm not robbing you. I'm really robbing the bank. He wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, I'm robbing you because I want Spider-Man to show up and I want to fight him. Uh, but instead, he just goes into, like, this whole spew about it's like, this doesn't even belong to you. This is, like, this isn't even your money. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a... Uh, and, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, funnier joke than whatever than whatever recent MCU movie has come out. Like minus minus Guardians. Guardians. 3. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Minus minus Guardians three. But like, but like everything else, like, but but everything else, not great jokes. Like, like this movie nails it with their humor so perfectly well, especially but with the spot. Spot like, is amazing. Jason Schwartzman, I think actually this is his year. He is going to be in the in probably two of the biggest movies of the year in the same month I, like that is so crazy like that a start City? like i wouldn't oh say he's God. starting in spider-verse but he's the main villain right yeah. and he is like starring in asteroid city like this is his year i think that he's gonna get nominated for all of the oscars uh <laughs> shout out jason sportsman yeah if 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 the voice acting category ever ever becomes a part of the academy which it won't but we can only dream but uh, what would you say is your favorite Jason Schwartzman role? Uh, it's got to be Rushmore. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. He I just really is like so hateable. And like Jason Schwartzman sells it so hard. Like he, he really fucking does. Like he's like, he's like if like, like he reminds me of Roman Roy in high school is how I would describe him. You know what I mean? another oh he he just is like all of the other like old like wes anderson protagonists that are like all the old jerks except oh, the young one if you've sure. seen by the Life way aquatic with steve zisu uh bill murray dude is such a prick in that movie and he's so <laughs> awful and like he just keeps making bad decisions on top of bad decision and then royal tannenbaums is the same way like all these old wes anderson movies are just about these men making bad decisions with their lives and their families having to like deal with it, like, oh, like yeah. literally my childhood. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, and uh, with the uh, like spots uh lied with like with like oh like I'm not I'm not technically robbing you. This money technically doesn't belong to you. It kind of reminds me of a line that Robert De Niro says in one of my favorite movies of all time called Heat, in which in which good old Bobby says the most. One of the most hardest lines I've ever heard. And it's, uh, we don't want your money. We want the bank's money. Your money is protected by the U.S. government. Yep. You should watch Heat. Heat is magnificent. It is two hours and 50 minutes long, but trust me, it moves like a speeding car. That's how I feel about this movie. Like, this movie is also two and a half hours long. Right? I remember, like, it doesn't, getting to it the didn't credits. even feel long. I remember getting to the credits and being like, no! The movie's not over! It hasn't been two and a half hours yet. It hasn't like we're still in the first act. Like the movie just started. We just got to Spider Society. What are we talking about? <laughs> exactly, bro. Yeah, like this is also like this is the first ever like major animated movie that is at this like. Yep. Like first ever. Like this is gonna set a precedent for like animated movies to be 
at least this same length, or at least I really hope three that, like, hours the long. Sea Beast gets like this gets like a sequel and gets like the love it deserves because I love the Sea Beast, but I think it's just missing oh. like a little sprinkle of love yeah. to make it like a really good movie. Yeah, a lot of people don't really like the CB that I see these that much. Like I don't like I don't like like I'm not like I'm not really sure. I like the CBs too, but like some people you know they don't really you know like which is which 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 adds to your point that yeah the sea beast should gain more respect so yeah i would love to see a cb sequel not gonna lie i hope so man it, it like was oscar nominated like that's not it nominated. was yeah which you know, which yeah uh let's see here so spider society comes around we go and meet a whole bunch of uh spider people we meet a handful of variants as the mcu would call them which right. uh, I'm gonna ask you who your second favorite like cameo very is because I know who the first one is because it's mine mm. and everybody else's and we don't even need to talk about it. It is Donald Glover as the Prowler. Because oh. How do you beat that? That's yeah. literally the sickest cameo. There's just so much story. Everybody's already told it ten times over about like him being in community. Donald Glover for Spider Man. How he like essentially inspired Miles. Everybody already knows it, but like. That's the coolest, but that that aside, that is that think? is really cool. That it is it is really cool. It is super cool. That Don't is get really me wrong. cool. How like it took how it went from like how it went from Troy from Community wearing a Spider Man sweater and then coming up with the idea of a black Spider Man, and then which uh which then led up which then led up to the Ultimate Spider Man comic line with 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 a new character like Miles Morales. He also voiced Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man series, and he became- Which was the first appearance of Miles. He showed up in the Ultimate TV show before he showed up in the comics. Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. So Donald Glover did voice Miles Morales in his first, like, ever appearance, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, in Into the Spider-Verse, Uncle Aaron is watching- the episode of Community where Troy wears the Spider-Man TV shirt, uh, uh, Spider-Man T-shirt. Oh, so, yeah. layers on top of layers. It's super sick. Uh, that all aside, who do you think is your favorite Spider cameo in like that big, like scene? I, uh, I really like. Uh, I would say I would say Josh Keaton's Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm, for sure. Yeah, because like you know how much I love Spectacular Spider-Man. I think like that's one that's probably me, but I know a lot of people really, really love it. Probably, yeah, one of the best comic book TV shows of all time. Like I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say it's like like I wouldn't say it's right up there with Batman the animated series because like I think that's like the best to ever to to, to ever adapt like comic book media. But um but 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 yeah, Spectacular Spider-Man is a perfect twenty-six episodes of is a perfect twenty-six episodes. Even though I am really sad that 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 it was canceled way too soon, just because of corporate disputes between 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 Warner Brothers and Sony, for sure. And and like just Josh Keaton voices the hell out of Peter Parker. Like I would say, like he's probably my favorite version of the character. And, and and the show also has like some of my favorite versions of Spider-Man of Spider-Man's role gallery. Like mm. um like you have um uh, you have you have um oh my god you have uh I'm I'm gonna look up I'm gonna look up the spectacular Spider-Man cast. 
But uh, yeah, you have um, you have like like pretty much you have John DiMaggio voice Hammerhead Ooh, Rhino yes. voice Hammerhead or Rhino Clancy Brown is George Stacy, um, like like I'm not like I'm not going by the role gallery. I'm just naming for like sure. some of the cast. Uh, D Bradley, yeah, no, those are men, yeah, those are all big names for yeah, sure. Yeah, Bradley Baker as Doctor Curtis Connors, Peter uh Peter McNichol as Doctor uh, as Doc Ock. Uh, Keith David is Tombstone, and uh, and Robert Englund as Vulture. Who Robert Englund as Vulture is a really yes, interesting yes. one. Freddy Krueger himself. Right, I was gonna Vulture. say that's like that's a really good poll. Yes, it is. Like it's such it's such such a it, it's such perfect casting. And yes, J.K. Simmons doesn't voice J. Jonah Jameson in the series, but I think uh, but I but I think J. Jonah is great in this series as well like 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 this show is just great and sure. and, and i would seriously like and, and and i would seriously say like and i would seriously say to like give it a watch if you really love if you really like care about all this spider-man stuff it's great it's 26 episodes but, but yeah 26 episodes is nothing i've watched like 26 episodes of naruto in like the past day so it's yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. yeah uh, cool. For me, yeah. I think my favorite Spider cameo, a couple like quick honorable mentions. Uh T the Spider-Man T-Rex is pretty good. I like the T T whip joke. That was pretty funny. I think uh, Spider's really cool. There was a lot of disability representation in this movie. Yeah. Uh I think I think Jack Quaid voiced Spider-Man T-Rex. Uh Jack Quaid voiced uh When's Peter Parker? What? Jack Quaid was Peter Parker from Gwen's universe, the one that dies. Oh, really? I was wondering yep. who that was. Oh my god. Yep, that's that Jack Quaid. So much uh, sense. Like uh, I actually uh I don't know if he actually like stopped my reply, but I replied to like his tweet one time. And he was like, in case anybody cares, I voiced this like Parker. He's like, it was incredibly honorable to like bring my pitch to the role. And I'm like, I, I replied to it. I was like, of course, Huey from The Boys is the one Spider-Man who doesn't get powers. Like, that's just too perfect. Oh, yeah, it makes, yeah, that that really does make so much sense Because like Huey and that version of Peter don't have powers. That's so great. Yep. Oh my god, that's so genius. Uh, <laughs> also shout out Sun Spider, super cool. Uh Lego Spider-Man, Spider he's one of our best. Wait, uh, who's Sun Spider? Sun Spider was the one in the wheelchair that like had the crutches. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And and like who was the other spider variant? <laughs> uh Lego Spider-Man. Oh yeah, I really liked Lego Spider Man. Like probably the closest thing we'll ever have to a Lego Spider Man. He's one of our best. I want. I really want another Lego. I movie. just think it's so funny, I dude. Really like do. he's the, he's literally the only Spider Man that Miguel compliments in the movie is Lego Spider Man. Uh, he doesn't even compliment Jessica Drew, who is like his number two. Um, <laughs> but I think that all in all, I think my favorite cameo from that has to be Ordinary Rhino. This joke took me a minute, like the first time, because when I saw it in theaters, I was having the ADR issues that they're talking about. But yeah. uh, like it registered for me like a minute later when they're like going through like the villains or whatever. She goes, an ordinary rhino, and it's just a rhino. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> somehow in some universe, 
Spider-Man, where is probably just a spider in that universe, has an enemy and it's just a rhino, like <laughs> that you would see at a zoo. And I think that's so funny. That that is that is very you got an ordinary rhino. Oh my god! And uh, back to that uh, Donald Glover cameo. Uh, it's probably the closest thing we'll ever have to an Atlanta episode set in the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Oh my god! Spot going to like all the different dimensions, the Lego dimension. Oh yeah, that's and funny. And like, the Venom especially when he... verse. Yeah, especially when like the spot goes to Venom's universe. Dude, this is Chang just being like, so. What's the point? Like, that's what I'm saying, man. This shit gets it, dude. Those Venom movies, there's gold there, I promise. It, it is absolute gold. Like, I, it's so crazy how, like, the spot goes from this joke villain to becoming a serious problem. No, right, for sure. My holes weren't the problem. Oh, they were the solution. <laughs> like, hey, man, stop talking about your holes. You're grossing everybody out. Oh, that's so funny! Oh my god, I'm coming for you, Spider Man. And like another, another funny, another funny moment that I like is when like, is when like Captain, is when like Lieutenant Davis shows up, like uh, Miles's dad shows up to like, to, to to like help out Miles, and like, and and, and Spider's like, you created me, and then Spider Man, what you, you create that guy? <laughs> Uh, another fun fact here for you. Uh, so his name in this movie is actually uh like Lieutenant Morales. Uh, which is really interesting because it does say Lieutenant Davis in the first one, and I actually looked this up. And in the comics, uh, in like the main Miles Morales story, after like so long, Jefferson Davis eventually changes his name to Morales along with Miles. Uh, after his brother dies, because that was really his last tie to the name. Uh, and the reason why that his name was Miles Morales and not Miles Davis to begin with was to one separate himself from Miles Davis, the like awful person that exists. Uh, as well as uh, that family name Davis is like associated with him and his brother who used to like do crime in the city when they were younger and they didn't like want Miles to be associated with it. And all that stuff has happened to the comics. And then the like uh, directors for this movie are like, oh yeah, we did that. Like it very, very intentionally. Wasn't wasn't the name like Jefferson Davis also connected to a conservative soldier? Correct. Mm-hmm. In the Civil War. Yep. Because because Jay Stubes was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Megan. You know, <laughs> she's great. I like her content. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh. But yeah, uh, that like I just like how the spot pretty much taught, pretty much is in a way connected to Miles because like because like suppose if you haven't seen across the Spider Verse, I mean it's a, I mean it's been a couple of weeks since since it's been out. But uh, so wait, does he does he reveal his name? Does he know? Does he say his real name? I don't think he does. I don't weird. think so. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't say who he is. Like it's the bagel guy. Yeah. He tied it to the first movie. <laughs> the one that Miles hit with the bagel, which bagels are now the uh I guess like token for the multiverse movies. 
Sucked uh, into a bagel. Which, if you didn't see, I actually changed my uh, my Twitter bio. It now says uh, bagel enthusiast, anomaly believer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's crazy how like how like there are two great multiverse movies that are connected to a bagel. Both. And I'm counting, yeah, yeah. And I'm counting everything everywhere all at once. Yep. <laughs> yep, Which yep. actually, I don't know if you saw this. There's a billboard in Across the Spider Verse that is supposed to be like their version of Everything Everywhere All at Once, but instead the movie is called All of It All at Once, All of the Time, or something like that. Oh, and it has like goodness. it has like a billboard with a bagel on it. <laughs> so funny. And like 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 pretty much the Daniels like uh, look. Like, like pretty much Phil Lord and Christopher Miller like watched everything everywhere at once, and 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 they told and they told the Sony Animation Department, "Hey guys, I got an that, idea." <laughs> that. Yeah, and and of course they also told Joaquin dos Santos and Ken Powers, who were like the directors of this movie, which is like, which is like, you can basically see it, like like see their touch into this movie specifically Ken sure. powers like writes right like 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 pretty much likes like dark-skinned characters mm-hmm. and dos santos who who, uh, who has experience like writing and directing like a lot of like great like television episodes for animation specifically avatar the last, the last Airbender. and um and voltron legendary defender which is like like specifically like the earlier seasons of that show and um, I think he also wrote for Legend of Korra, or he like, or he executive produced Possibly. Legend of Korra. Yeah, yeah, like in some way, shape, or form, like he did most of Korra. Mm-hmm. And um, and and yeah, so like, and, and, and so pretty much the spot was originally a guy who worked at Alchemax, and he experimented on the spider that bit miles like basically pretty much he said in the movie he says in the movie my spider bit you spider-man and and that and and he also says and then like and then he also mentions that i saw you steal the computer and you hit me with a bagel (laughs) (laughs) he took that shit so personally like you a, did very. You like hit me with a moment. bagel. Yeah, yeah. A background moment pretty much ties back to the second movie in such a big way. So, I so just impressive. love how I love how they wrote that in, and then um, and and then like he also says in a funny way, "I was in the collider when you blew it up. <laughs> I created you. You made me into you this. Created me. <laughs> you. What you created, Death Spider Man?" <laughs> Look at me! Sony you it. did this to me! Look at me! I turned you into Spider-Man. You turned me into this. <laughs> That's oh my god! It's so great. I really like how the spot was written. I know, like I like I know that like like besides your nitpick and how and how like how the spot was stealing the machine, like it's 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 all great with the spot. Yeah. Yeah, I know the spot's definitely like a better villain than Kingpin, in my opinion. And like, sure, Kingpin was just trying to get his family back and all, but like, that doesn't really like make a compelling villain, I guess. I don't know. Like, 
Deepens just always kind of sucked. Like, he's always a bad guy. You're always going to, like, you know, feel bad for him. But then, like, the spot comes out, and he, like, really just was a guy. Like, he just was a scientist. He didn't want any of this. And now he's got, like, this magic skin and, mm-hmm. like, can make black holes. And he just has a grudge because Spider-Man really did ruin his life. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And, and, and I like that, like, spider and I like that Miles calls him the villain of the week. <laughs> The villain of the week, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm you sorry, can't underestimate I told your you that. You're a great villain. You're a great villain. I also love all the Spider-Man. This kind of goes into what I was talking about earlier. All of the Spider-Man have, like, a deep voice, like, when they're, like, trying to, like, interrogate people or whatever, like, what we'll do. It's like, so how's the manhunt for me going? Uh, or, like, when uh, Pavi, like, is saving his girlfriend, he's like, oh, I actually don't know you, you young lady. I am just very glad you are safe. Uh, and then just Miles just like how convenient when like he's like you're just like my son Um, you know you're supposed to catch the bad guys right I'll catch bad guys (laughs) and uh, Uh, so after like so so, so after the spot like falls into the hole like uh, like like, so like so like Jefferson and and Miles pretty much like have like a big have a moment together like granted like jefferson doesn't know that he's mine specifically but like like ignore their feelings but like but like i like how like the shots are like i like how the shots are like really beautiful to look at specifically when like when like miles like tells like jefferson like his advice to like let miles like spread his wings and then you have like this like open shot of like of like those like of like those like whatchamacallit, that uh that those like construction sheets the thing. cranes and stuff and, mm-hmm. then, and 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 you see like the wind blowing them it's so pretty to look at and like and also like that moment where like or like where like where like spider-man is like telling jefferson like oh like maybe he's scared to talk to you and, and jefferson why and- would anybody be scared to talk to me <laughs> like, uh, yeah he is a cop got it <laughs> a little reminder. Oh my god, it's all, oh. I love the whole two cakes thing with Miles, where it's like at the oh, very yeah. beginning that like school counselors like Miles can't have his cake and eat it too, and Miles like unless you get two cakes, and, and then he shows up cakes. with two cakes later, and that is gonna like I think that like is a possibility that that might be foreshadowing the third movie. I think that Miles is going to try and have both cakes. And he's going to ruin both of them. And I think that, like, he he might make everything worse. I also have this theory that, like, the canon is real and canon events are real and Miguel's not lying. But that we have the ability to, like, go past the canon beyond the Spider-Verse, if you yeah. will. Uh, so that, that's got to happen somehow, I think. Um, who, who knows with this next movie? They could really do anything and I wouldn't be surprised. Right, 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 yeah, and uh, we also uh, and and of course, like, and, and I like how and I like how Rio is like getting more, like, I had more character depth in this movie. Miles's mom, how mm-hmm. like how, how like how like we get to see more of like more of like Miles' relationship with his mom. In the first movie, you have like it's emphasized Heard, like saying like that and how. Hi, relationship goodbye, with this guy, right. how that's kind of strained, and then you have, and then you have like Miles' relationship with Aaron, 
and how like he sees Aaron as like and, and how he and how he kind of sees Aaron as a parental figure sort of and then um and then like with across the spider-verse like I like that Rio has more to do and like and, and there's just like mm-hmm. and that and, and and I think it like pretty much spe- it speaks a lot to a lot of like to a lot of like mixed culture to a, to a lot of people with mixed culture specifically like if you're a like right. if you're a like specifically if like specifically if you're afro latino with a adopted with a puerto rican mom and like it's it, it just giving you like all the love she could give you telling you like, like like telling you that no matter where you go no matter the friends you make like just remember like like just remember where you your can, love and always listen to right. the little yeah and always listen to that little boy who is inside of you that like like that kind of thing mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and, and and yeah and like uh what's her name uh luna velazquez she voices the hell out of him and, and that and she and she was also in transformers rise of the beast as i've heard mm-hmm. which i'm a little excited to see uh just more I, on Spider-Verse here, I really like like the questions that this movie is asking. It's like, what does it mean to be Spider-Man? It's like, Spider-Man can save everybody. That's the whole point. And that kind of ties back to what uh, Spider-Ham was talking about in the first one. It's like, Miles is like, sometimes you can't save everyone. Um, and for him to like be on our team in the third movie, joining the squad, I'm really interested to see like Maybe Miles has changed his mind. There's also that whole thing with like when Stacy and her dad, now he's not a captain. And so has Gwen now disrupted a canon event or what's going on there? There's kind of like a lot going on like against Miguel. And I I just think that like really this third movie is going to have to start and then just keep going until it stops. Right, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah, like I think like yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely we'll definitely see like how their universes are going to be depicted, whether or not like they they pretty much like in, in which they pretty much stopped their own canon events because like because like how are we supposed to know like if we if we disrupted a canon event? Like I don't think I'm no exactly. I don't think I'm wearing a special watch that's uh, that's telling me that I'm disrupting a canon event. I don't think so. You know, like how like like how is like every spider person supposed to know that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, uh, I also think that like the rifts that we see like start to tear up part like Spider Man India's world. I think that those might somehow be tied to like the glitching and like how the watches work and maybe we can build like a big enough machine to make it so that like disrupting canon events doesn't cause the world to end right um and i mean like we don't know if we saved pavitra's world right like we never went back there they looked like they, they were trying to fix stuff like how do we know that we can't break canon events like i don't know miguel just seems super fishy to me yeah, right. That whole like uh, that whole like netting process of them like trying to like contain that um exactly well, right like did they like, do like, it like like who knows how how long why would they be hold, trying right? to if disrupting a canon event cuts off the timeline right because if 
they've already disrupted the canon event. Why are they trying to save it? It should already be like a lost cause. But the fact that we can save it means that Miles is fine to save his dad, and then we'll just have to contain that canon event too, right? Like, or or however they, I I don't, I don't even know at that point. Um, I I don't trust Miguel. I think it's shady. Plot hole there, right? Like, right? Yeah, I I think that just like there's some information that we're not being told as the audience. I think that something might have happened with Jessica's father, like like the father of her uh, child and her baby, even because after that first cut, after those like four months with Gwen, we she never talks about the baby, never talks about her husband. She seemed like she was in a really good relationship and that they were really excited to have the baby, only for them to never talk about it. Like, yeah, afterwards, like, I think yeah, that yeah. something definitely happened there. Yeah, I think. I think this pretty much like leads into like Miles and Gwen's like relationship, specifically mm -hmm. how they reunite again, which like I like how they like like I really like their reunion. How like how like that whole sequence with them like swinging across Brooklyn to uh, Dominic Fike's Mona Lisa, which I've been listening to on a loop, probably like one of my that's in my top five. You'll have to see where it is in a minute, but Woo! all right, yeah, and um. And I like how, um, oh my god, and like, and, you know, like they're catching up. It's all great, and then, and, and then we get to that, to, to that, and then we get to that beautiful shot the clock of them sitting seeing. upside down. Oh man, at the that was my phone background tower. actually leading up to the movie for months. That was my phone background. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I am so serious. So I want that shot hanged on, on my a poster. Yep, I got a poster from the movie when I went to the premiere, and I'm oh, so mad you? it's not that shot. It's like Miles hanging upside down, and like all the spider people are all behind him and stuff like that. It's like that one poster where it like has like the half and half, but it's upside down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... and like it's a cool poster and all. Don't get me wrong. I'm once I get like a good frame for it, I'll hang it up. But uh, I would have. I really want to get that one of Miles and Gwen hanging up. That like is yeah. so cool. I also got. I don't know what you have because I know we don't go to like the same the same theater chain. But they had like popcorn buckets of Miles and Gwen's head, and I got a Gwen's head popcorn bucket. Oh, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, the re. So yeah. So, so yeah, your regal chain. Yeah, yeah. Your your theater chain is uh... AMC. Okay. Uh. My local one is a Regal, and they don't have a really good track record on their popcorn buckets. Let me tell you. Ours are really bad, too. In fact, I'm not going to use this as a popcorn bucket. It's just nice for, like, a decoration or, like, a collector's item. But we had a Guardian's bucket, too, and the Guardian's bucket was so bad. It was, like, $50 to start, by the way. And it was just, like, a little, like, empty lunchbox with a Rocket Raccoon statue on it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking that's about. That's cool, but, like, Fifty dollars, really? Like that? Like is kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AMC peaked with their like, with their uh, with their Thor, with their with their Mjolnir. The Mjolnir one. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they uh they yeah yeah they peaked with that one when uh, when Love and Thunder was out. But but yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I think every shot in Spider Verse should be put in a museum. Absolutely. Every every single frame every shot be, like. like like when for sure yeah like captain stacy and spider gwen's like confrontation uh like uh that um um that uh that uh that shot with like miles and jefferson 
um, um, that uh, that mural uh, that that uh, that mural of um, that uh, that that graffiti painting of Aaron uh -huh. um, and um, there are other there are other great shots too. Um, oh, do you that... know what the first? Do you remember what the first shot of the movie is? Oh yes, I do. Oh yes, I do. It's the uh, the droplets thing. Even yeah, before that's... that, even before that, the very first frame of the movie is a little like splash in like this bottom corner down here. It says cough, and oh. I was like really curious. And it says it like all animated, and I was really like, I I couldn't catch it like my first couple tries i really really tried to see it but i missed it the first two times and the third time i saw the movie i was like dead in this corner like watching for it waiting for the movie to start and i finally caught it and it says cough and i was like that's so funny that's so weird i wonder like why it says cough it just like i guess like gets you ready for the movie it makes you feel like you're not alone or, like that you're in a theater with people and like i guarantee you there are dozens if not hundreds of people who hear that and are just thinking to themselves that it's somebody coughing in the movie theater. But I did research on this, and it goes further than that. Lord and Miller put that in all of their movies. And apparently, this guy, like, on their team did it forever ago in, like, 2010 when Cloudy and the Chance of Meatballs came out. Because they have that cough at the beginning of that movie. And apparently, they just keep reusing it and putting it in their movies. And it came to this one, and there was, like, this one VFX animator who, like knew about this or whatever and put in that little like splotch down there in the corner and put the uh put the cough there at the very beginning and it got removed and he put it back and it got removed again until the point of where like he decided to just leave it out and like the final like cut of the movie was almost ready to be sent out to the theaters and lord and miller were like we're missing the cough what the cough isn't there and he's like oh, people kept taking it out. And so I just stopped putting it in there. They're like, no, 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 we really like it. Put it back in. And so they put the cough back in there. But any Lord of Miller movie, there's a cough, like at the very like first second of the movie. Uh, and normally it doesn't like say anything, but Spider-Verse has a little watermark down there. It's really cool. Oh, that is very, very interesting. It's, oh dude, I was so blown God. away. Like there's so much detail in this movie. It's it's something that I completely missed. Like I completely yep. missed that cough. But, it took me yeah. three tries to be able to catch it. Wow, that is that is very very insane. That's so cool. Next time you watch it, you're gonna see that cough, and you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, how, how did I, I will, miss that?" Like I will I will be on the lookout for the cough. I'll be. On... And I can't believe that it's just somebody coughing, and it's supposed to be like somebody coughing, like in the movie theater. I'm gonna go like. Watch Cla like uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs like on Netflix or whatever, and I'm gonna hear the cough at the very beginning. Or or I'm gonna shit or my the Lego pants. movie. Or the Lego movie. Mm -hmm. Or wait, was there a cough in the Lego Batman movie? Or I don't I remember. Was. I don't know. Because like, um, because like that's also a Lord and Miller movie, even though it was made by Chris McKay. But yeah, let's talk about the soundtrack. I gotta know what you got for your top five oh, songs. Here. Okay, I did not make a top five. Uh, but. But no, what I can do is pick a few songs that I love. Um, oh my God. I really like uh, Am I Dreaming from ASAP Rocky. And mm -hmm. like the song that plays during like- The credits, yep. Yes. And Annihilate, I like. Mm -hmm. All the Way Live is a, mm, All the Way Live is a banger song. Hummingbird is chill. It's a cozy vibe. Uh, Calling is great. 
you know, like, and Silk and Cologne, pretty Silk catchy. And Cologne's up there it's for a, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a song that plays during like during that party, and uh, Link Up is cool and Self Love. I really love Self Love. That's that's got to be a favorite of mine. So my honorable mention is going to be Silk and Cologne. I have that at number six. Okay. My number five spot is going to go to Annihilate. Uh, Annihilate's just got so many banger like lines about like being Spider-Man or like just the it, uh, it's just so good. Annihilate's phenomenal. Number four I have is Self-Love. Uh, Self-Love is uh, just also so vibey and like I think it really, you know, just spreads a good positive message of like, you really have to love yourself. And that includes all parts of yourself, like whether that's being Spider-Man or or what, you know. Um, for my number three, I have Hummingbird. Also just another, again, like super chill song. Uh, like the way it comes in, it just like takes me away every single time. For my number two, I have Mona Lisa by Dominic Fike. I just like that scene with them swinging around is one of my favorite scenes in any Spider-Man movie. It just looks so relaxing. I just have never wanted a multiplayer Spider-Man game more so ever in my life than watching that scene. Um, And for my number one song, I have Am I Dreamin' uh, because like that song is just so like perfectly fit for an end credits song. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a great list. Great. Great list. Uh, what would you say? So, 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 what would you say is the better soundtrack? The Into the Spider Verse one or this one? I think that Into the Spider Verse has the more iconic songs. Like it's got like two or three to like super, super iconic songs. But I think that this one just like has more solid songs all around. Right. Yeah. And like this one is like. Uh, uh, and this one like isn't exactly like a Spider-Verse soundtrack. This is more like a album that was like that was made by a hip hop producer specifically. Right. And, See, and I think that like if you take away like any of the songs in this, it's still really good. And it might just be like missing a song or something. But in my opinion, if you go to that end of the Spider-Verse soundtrack and you take away Sunflowers by Post Malone or not Sunflower, uh, or is it it's Sunflowers, right? A sunflower, by you take away that song, and that's that is a completely changed movie, in my opinion. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Without Sunflower, like, what would Into the yep. Spider Verse be? Yep. Yeah, uh, like uh, the way that it, so like the way that like into the the way that like the soundtracks complementing each other is really interesting. Like Straw Hat Goofy like talked about this briefly in a video, and like with the with the into with the into with the Into the Spider Verse soundtrack, um, it Delta. It shows off the vibe of of Miles learning to be Spider Man, in which like in which like from Miles like from Miles getting to his powers and then fully becoming Spider Man when What's Up Danger like when when uh, when What's Up Danger uh like like comes on, and then but then with but then with across the Spider Verse Miles like. Miles is is an already established Spider-Man of his community, but he still has a lot to learn. And like this is basically the, the this is basically not only like Miles learning how to be a better Spider-Man, but he's also but it, but he also learned but but it, but those but those songs also showcase like how it is to be a Spider-Man, how it is to like to like to like 
to like get to to like uh to dive deep into to dive deep into the question on who Spider-Man is, as you've said before. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So so yeah, those are our top five soundtracks. Uh I think we could get right down. And uh, we didn't even talk about Spider Punk's introduction. That's a badass introduction. Spider Punk, <laughs> phenomenal. Everything's yeah. been said about him already. I think online, like everybody loves him. He's great. He's punk. He's anarchist. Dan- like yeah. he, Daniel Kaluuya yeah. voices the phenomenal. absolute hell out of him. He's so great in this. Between like 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 last year, it was nope. This year, it's Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Man like Miles, my my guy. <laughs> oh, big step above me. Oh, he's I, so great. I hate the so PM. Good. I hate the AM. I hate the PM. I don't believe in teams. Oh no! I, Aren't I, you I, in the band? Not... I don't believe in consistency. Yeah, I don't believe in jokes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I really phenomenal. So no, good. I ain't even hey, here. Hey, 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 hey come on. Uh, you thought I was going to reveal my secret identity. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, did you catch on to the, the watch? So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Miles the watch. Is like, Miles is like, I want to watch so I can come here and be with all my friends. And uh, Hobie is like stealing shit off like the walls and stuff. He's like, make your own watch. He is grabbing parts, literally making his own watch as he's telling Miles to it, which is what he gives Gwen at the end of the movie. Uh right, right. Yeah, like I was yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was wondering about like, oh, like I wonder what he's uh stealing from this place here. And uh, and, and and just like you said, like, oh, like he's oh, like he's making a watch for Gwen. Okay, cool. Yeah. So and I really like how like how like how like at the beginning you're gonna have you know, there was the, the I really like how like when like Miles and Gwen reunite, like when like mentioned Toby. And I was like, wait, like who's uh, who's Obi? Is he a uh, is he the new guy? Like when in which like you could tell that that there's gonna be a sense of like rivalry between Miles and Hobie. We and don't Hobie just shows up we out the much, window. We pretty much get we, we pretty much have Hobie be sort of an inspiration to Miles. Best case scenario, he's just an absolute like homie, like just ab- absolute G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the and another hard line that Hobie says that, that Hobie says when like Miles tells him how are you how are you cool under your mask and then Hobie says cool the whole time. yeah I've been this cool the whole time <laughs> that is why Hobie is the goal Hobie is absolutely the goat yes and uh and uh and just how like Hobie and uh Pavita Pavaka like pretty much are introduced in Spider-Man the, and Mumba Hatton, in which like, and 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 in which like Prophet like uh, says up, uh, says like during his like during his like my name is like whatever, and like and and how he's like this is where the traffic is. This is where the traffic, where the traffic, is. Is. Where the traffic is. Traffic is. This is where the British still are stuff. <laughs> uh, all that cultural stuff, like Miles, all the stuff like the Spanish stuff of his family, like the characterization for Hobie and Pavi. All of that is all the director's work. They they are the ones who should be receiving all the credit for that. They're the ones yeah. who try to make sure that this movie was like culturally like accurate and appropriate and that like we actually like listen to the voices of the people that we're trying to represent. So all of that goes like straight to the directors. Kudos to them. Joaquin and Kemp, 
they did the damn thing. They fucking cooked with what they got us. But yeah, and uh, another great moment where like where where like uh, where like Papet just like mentions like like he sips uh, he sips. He sips like chai with his auntie or grandma, and then, and then, and then Miles says like, "Oh, I like chai I too." Chai tea. <laughs> the nice callback to uh, the beginning of the movie when Miles is like getting mad at a uh, spot for saying ATM machine. They really do like some spider like Spider Man really do share like these same traits. They get mad at people when they you know use redundant like acronyms. Yeah, and like and yeah, Papa says chai tea. Chai oh, tea, I mean bro. Tea. bro. Uh, uh, no, no, do, you, do you say can I have a coffee coffee with cream cream? <laughs> so fun. That's so funny. And, and I really like how like Power and Sony has like has already played like a second great Marvel character. If you don't know, uh Coward Sony Mohinder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is also known for playing Dopinder in the Deadpool movies. Dope and now Dope he's Spider-Man Dope. India. It, it's such a great flex. Yeah. And, and uh and if you don't remember, Daniel Kaluuya also played a Marvel character. He played Wakabi in Black Panther. He was in Black Panther, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. He was he was Wakabi. And uh and he didn't come back for the sequel just because like he was in Nope at the time. Yeah, which was great mm-hmm. because like it, it, because like Wakanda Forever didn't even need to mention Wakabi, they they could just say that Wakabi's still in prison for for uh, for treason. For sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, like all, of, but 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 yeah, all of that like spark. Uh, aside from that, really, I feel like all that we got left is the is the ending, the third. The third act, specifically how Miguel O'Hara is introduced. Uh, Oscar Isaac perfectly mm-hmm. voices this character in such a stoic and intimidating way, but he also looks so damn good doing it. Like, wow! I would say, I would say that For he, sure. but I would say that he does a better job at playing like Miguel O'Hara than he did playing Moon Knight. That's reasonable, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because like, yes, whereas like whereas like Oscar Isaac like did did well with what he got, like like with playing like the dynamic between Steven and uh what's his name and Mark. Um 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 Oscar just like like Oscar like Oscar just do, just does a great job with like with uh, with voice of Miguel and just how he explains candid events, just like how, just like how he says the line, everything connected in a beautiful web of life and destiny. Oh, I just like uh, I just sunk into my seat the way he said that, and then like, and then like just how he like says like candid events is like, like j- just have my eyes glued to the screen, like attention sure. to like how he was explaining shit. And like, and, and he doesn't say it in like a, in a in an exposition heavy way. He just like, like a, he just says it straight to the point. And I like that kind of stuff. And um, sure. and uh, the return of Peter B. Parker with uh, with Mayday, that is like that that that's such great stuff. Like the way that like he was fathering is so good. <laughs> Mayday, Mayday. Oh, it's pretty oh, good to see Peter uh, B. Match up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She took a crap. Picture, oh. pictures, pictures. Yep. 
Oh yeah. Uh, can, you take, uh, uh, can you take so this picture? It's her first chase. <laughs> it's all great. It's her oh, first chase. And uh and I really like that tense moment where like Miles is being forced into a corner, like uh, basically being told that you cannot go back to your universe because because if you save your father, you will Adelto, you Adelto, you will destroy your own universe. Which like So like let's talk about that for a second here. Yeah. Why would Miguel tell him all this? Why would they even tell him about the canon or that any of that is even real to begin with? Why would they just be like, hi, Miles, this is Spider Society. You can hang out with us for a couple of days. And then his dad would die like normal. Yeah, like my kids. Go on. Spider-Man gets sent home. Why did they like need to tell him, stop this? It's just, I, I think it's also because that Miguel O'Hara didn't really want to, didn't really, like, like, wanted to, like, prevent, like, 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 wanted to prevent the corruption of Canada events just because it happened to him once, right? Because, like, he did that before. He thought it was harmless, as you said. He wanted exactly. to. Exactly. I like, think something's going re- on with Miguel, for he sure. pretty much replaced another dead version of Miguel so that he could, like, be... So that he could like be the father of this little girl, but it did more harm than for good. sure. And and like and and like just because like yes, like as you said, it's normalcy for a lot of the spider people because like because like sacrifice. So, so like being Spider Man is a sacrifice. That like losing someone you love, like is what for sure is what pushes you to be a Spider Man. It all uh, it all happens part of being spider-man yeah 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 pretty much like the uncle ben effect of like being a superhero and like and pretty pretty much the first canon event yep. was like a famous comic book storyline in which captain stacy like sacrifices himself to save a little boy and like and of course like and of course like mm-hmm. peter feels guilty of of not helping him and like his last words to peter was like please protect gwen and 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 he and he pretty much like doesn't live up to his promise when unfortunately Gwen like is killed by Green Goblin when she's thrown off a bridge. And something it looks like I'm losing you a little bit here. It looks like they're just like uh you might be like just cutting in and out a little bit here. Do we kind of just want to move on to like closing thoughts? I know we still haven't even talked about like evil miles or anything. Oh my god, yes. Oh my oh my god, we didn't even, we didn't even talk about the third act. The third act is so great. And like that and, and the whole reveal with Miles being the original anomaly. Oh my god. That is so crazy. Where like Miguel was like confronting Miles, being like being like, you're you the are an anomaly. No, you're the original anomaly. You're the reason why the multiverse is falling apart. If you don't it. Delta, if if Peter Parker from your universe hadn't died, Spock wouldn't exist, and none of this would have happened. And, and, and not only and, and not only is Miles the original anomaly, Peter B. Parker and Gwen knew that Miles was the original anomaly for sure, and, and which was the reason why that like both characters didn't really come to visit him as much because like they were. Because they feel guilty on not saying anything. It's so crazy. 
And like when Peter goes back, because like, because like the way that like, because like the way that these like the way that these anomalies are sent back to the universe, like they go back through through the ejection of their bloodstream right back to where they were. When Peter goes back, when Peter goes back, the scanner detected the spider's DNA in his bloodstream. The spider came from another universe, which was Earth 42. Miles is sent back to Earth 42 instead of Earth 1610. 1610, which I predicted so hard, by the way, in the movie. I was like, was watching with a friend of mine, and they were like, no way. You think Miles is in another world? And I'm like, I do. And they like sold it. They sold it. My friend was fully believed that like Miles was back home, that Gwen was going to meet up with him, that we were going to see the parents and that everything was going to be a-okay. And that is not what happened. No. And uh, and I have to admit, I knew that there was a cliffhanger going to happen just because uh, just because it was originally called just part one. Right. Yeah. 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 And the first teaser, it was in, in the first teaser, it was called. It was basically part one. Across the Spider-Verse part yeah, one, right? And, and beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be a part two to that. So yeah, like Miles like specifically goes back home, right? And like there's an interesting detail in which like with, with, Miles, with Miles and Gwen, with Gwen being forced back to her own, like with Miles, like with Gwen being forced like back into her own universe, Mm-hmm. own universe and pretty much stealing Ben Riley's watch who's voiced by Andy Samberg and um and like and uh I think she I think she either like I think she either like no no she crushes Ben's watch but like I forgot how she went back though I forgot how she went back to Earth 1610 she probably she still went- has she still has uh the watch that Hobie gave her Oh yes, right. Like she goes back home, like uh, like uh, rekindles with confronts her, her dad, and, right? And like and and down, and Hobie like gives her the watch to go to go to Earth C, go to Earth sixteen ten. That's when she realizes mm-hmm. that Miles is in the wrong universe. When Miles goes back home, uh, 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 goes back home, and, and and he glitches, he realizes that he is in fact in the wrong universe. Their spider senses syncing up in that moment is pretty nice, even though yeah. they're like in another dimension, they can still sense each other. Like I knew, like I knew something was wrong when like when like Miles revealed to Real that he is in fact Spider Man, and Real was acting like and Real was acting like he was acting like that it was a joke that like Miles is like playing around when when in actuality he was in fact like in the wrong universe. I remember seeing on the computer right like before Margo like sends him back it said something about like Earth 42 and I'm like that wasn't Miles dimension was it? I was like I don't remember I was like but I'm pretty sure that 42 is not where Miles is from and then the moment I knew is after he came out and the sky was green I was like we've never seen a green sky in Miles world before and my friend is just like it's just an art choice. Like, it's to show, like, the somber mood and that, like, everything's not okay. And I'm like, no, we're in another universe. What are you talking about? Like. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah, like, that. that is a great detail. And, like, Rio, like, also, like, also says slightly, like, asking Miles, like, comics. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> 
Uh, Comic Con we know from the first one isn't in Miles' universe, and so Rio saying Comics Con is just another little hint that like oh, we're not okay. home. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, I thought it was just like Rio, like mispronouncing Comic Con, but yeah, that's a cool detail. Yeah, Peter talks about Comic Con in the first one, and Miles is like, "What the hell is Comic Con?" Oh, okay, yeah, and um, what else? Oh, yeah, and like the appearance of like Uncle, yeah, yeah Aaron. Oh man, Aaron dude. with the, like a with the like a, with the gray goatee and everything, like looking like looking like he's Hobbs from Fast and Furious. That's mm -hmm. cool. That is so cool. <laughs> and then, Dude, that definitely shook me to my core for sure. Yeah, and it's also like, and and in that universe, pretty much Jefferson like died, and he's like, and, and as you said before, like 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 he is actually Jeff Morales, and um, he is actually Jeff Morales, and he is dead, and so like, and so like when uh, when Miles is like all tangled up in like when miles is all like tangled up with like a uh, like 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 with the punching bag and everything like uh, miles thought miles thought that aaron is like just that parallel power. from the first movie yeah and when in actuality like another prowler shows up and he looks like a kid right when when the prowler's mask opens up it is another version of miles it is Miles as the Prowler. Like, looking like he shows up, looking like he's Killmonger, in which, like, you can, in, in which, like, yeah, both characters are similar. Both, you know, lost their dads. And, and uh, which is how they turned evil. Yeah. And it's so, it's so badass. And, and, and when Miles, like, and when Miles, like, tells the other Miles, like, hey, you gotta let me go. Our dad. Our dad is going to die. He's like, your oh, dad. Your dad. <laughs> and, uh, a nice little detail that somebody pointed out online that I saw is uh so in addition to uh like all the colors being like wrong so at the beginning of the movie Miles wears that coat and it's got like the blue and the red on it and then when he sneaks in and he like needs to put on a jacket before he reveals that he's Spider-Man the jacket that he grabs is purple and green um and then later when we see like Earth 42 Miles instead of wearing Jordans like Miles does. He wears uh Nike Air Force, and his Air Forces are untied, like the beginning of, of the first movie. Miles is. Oh shoes. yeah, like uh, your shoes untied. Yeah, I know it's a choice. Yep. And like and and and, and Miles like and Prowler Miles like like assess to him like when like when, when Miles asked him to like let me to, to let me go, he's like. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. This movie is definitely going to like pick up and take off. There's uh, so much to happen. The squad that Gwen gets together at the end is phenomenal. Spider-Noir oh. is back, which I hope that he, we get to see him without a mask in this third movie. Uh, yeah. Spider-Ham, Penny is back, who looks like that she's gone through a Shinji-level Neon Genesis event. Uh, and then we oh, yeah. also get the newcomers that we get uh spider bite we get paviter and we get spider punk and we are gonna take on supposedly on the spot in the multiverse in the next movie i guess
Yeah, and 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 of course they'll have to deal with like Miguel and Jessica. But yeah, and for sure, yep. And uh, there's another like detail with like with uh, with Prowler Miles is that the way he that the way that he says Morales is like very like like it's very like close to his like Spanish roots because it's, like, it's more he's got more of like a Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like and like if you remember. Like, like if you remember with like the guidance counselor scene when like when she says that like Miles, hey, wow, welcome we back. Unexpectedly cut off. Welcome back, man. Uh, so as I was saying, uh, when Miles gets a B in Spanish, like, like it pretty much shows that like Miles is like pretty rusty on his Spanish. Whereas you have this other version of Miles, he's pretty good with his Spanish. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I really like that detail, and uh, and and, and it also like, and it also goes back to like that, to to a scene in Into the Spider Verse when like when the spider senses are, when the spider senses are shown, whereas like with with like with Miles, like it shows, like it shows, like like it shows up I mean, like the prowler color, and then it turns blue and red. Which means that that spider from Earth forty two, like, could have could have bit that version of Miles was intended for this Miles, right? Yeah, yeah. If it hadn't been transported from that universe, meaning that Earth sixteen ten Miles, my uh, my Miles should have been has been the Prowler, right? Yeah, yeah. So like in a way, he was pretty much a mistake, but but again, Miles pretty. But again, I think Miles like earned the title of Spider Man, but like, but yeah, if only, right? Yeah, that was such a. But, but, and also, like, what a way to end it, you know? Like, you know, like Gwen saying, like, you want in, and then it cuts to black, and then roll credits. Like, like, like a third time I watched it, it got a bit of like, it got a bit of like an audience reaction in there, and then it clapped. I saw it with my sister. Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I saw it with my sister on Saturday. She didn't know that it was gonna end like that. She's like, "What? That's it? That's crazy!" And like, yeah. And she's telling me, "Yago, how can it end like that?" And I just said, "Well, it's I'm gonna have to wait until next year." You know, I was like, I shrugged it. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and like uh, I heard that like uh. That it's probably going to be pushed back just because that it took so many years to like animate like what everybody says here, but I'm just choosing to ignore it. I don't want to hear it unless they actually say it themselves. So I uh, yeah, but however, to be honest, it might happen. Because like I would like rather like let like the animators I would rather let the animators like take their time to do what they have to do in terms of like trying to like trying to like make another great story to live up to across the Spider-Verse. So like rather than having them like rush the process just for have just for have it to be out next year, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna have them do what they're gonna do, and if they have to push it back, I'll accept it. But they yeah. gave us a time frame, and I think that like, why would like you know at the, only a year? Like they're not gonna say like, hey, like they wouldn't have done that like a while ago. They chose to announce the third movie at the end of the second one, a year, like less than a year after it comes out. That's just kind of a tight time frame to put them on if they're not confident i think but i guess we'll see 
Yeah. Yeah. Guess we'll see about that. But yeah. Uh, I can't believe Hobie Brown took like, I can't believe like it took four years for them to animate Hobie Brown. That's Three. crazy. Dude. Oh my God. Insane. Yeah. Like just to like, just, just to like add like all, all of those like dynamic, like animated features into it. Like, and uh, I also heard mm-hmm. also it's texturing all so the like beyond the Spider Verse. Yeah, beyond the Spider Verse is going to have like Spider Punk's world like be more be more explored. Yes. Like, like we're gonna have different like Spider Gwen variants and uh and we're gonna have more us uh, and we're gonna have more like prowler miles, which I'm really excited to see. And uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to there for sure. No, bro, bro, I swear, I swear to God, I'm gonna lose my shit if one of the variants is a tombstone. That'll <laughs> definitely be interesting. <laughs> Deadly Kingpin oh, no. Miles. Yeah, no, no, yeah, like one of one of the Gwen variants is gonna be a tombstone because I hope we know. get more Gwen variants. That's what I want, man. Yeah, and uh. And like, and it just goes to show that Haley Stein, that the Haley Steinfeld as the voice of Gwen is the best version of Gwen. Just because I'm, just because I like her style. I agree, absolutely. Yeah, and Haley Steinfeld is my ultimate celebrity crush, like ever. I post about her. She's great on my DL. But yeah, can't get enough of her. Love her, love her very, very much, and I'm just excited. I'm just excited for what we're about to see hopefully next year. So yeah, and that has been uh Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Um um do we have any uh final thoughts or I mean I imagine that like before like the next movie comes out, we'll probably get together and like talk about it, recap, predict, theorize, do all that good stuff. So I'm all good now. I got everything off my chest. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I got everything off my chest as well. I think we've, I think we pretty much covered it. Oh, uh, oh my God, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, how funny was like the that the whole therapy session? Uh, and then my uncle, um, and then yeah. and then he died. <laughs> Which what? apparently, I believe it's one of the directors actually voices uh the Spider Man therapist. Oh yeah, Joaquin Dos Santos. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm wondering like who voices the patient now. Uh, if anybody knows, like, feel free to DM me, you know, because I would I would greatly appreciate it because I've been really curious ever since. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you again, guys, so much for listening to our nearly two hour, two hour session of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Like, and some. Yeah. And, and then some like then some like the movies- Avatar <laughs> and Spider-Man PS4 and <laughs> 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 like uh, this movie yeah this movie be yeah like spider-man across the spider-verse being two hours long and then and, and then this session probably nearly two hours long like i don't know like it feels like like it feels like we, like it feels like we've been talking for so long but yeah anyway for sure thank you guys so much thank you guys again so much for listening uh next time uh i'm gonna do a pixar tier list uh uh in in honor of elemental being released and i'm going to see it right after this recording session so so yeah be on the lookout for that and yeah anyways uh you can and as for the socials you can follow my letterbox that's yeah that's i-a-g-o-b-f-t-h-e 
You can follow you can follow my Twitter, B-R-I-O-N underscore I-A-G-O. You can follow uh you can follow my movie blog that's gonna be in that's gonna be in the description below. You can follow uh you can follow my TikTok at Straw Hat Santi23. You can follow uh you can follow uh, you can follow the podcast itself, which is Santi Time Pod. And that's about it. Stockton, your socials, please. Uh, I think I am I am sweets twenty three on everything except for Twitter, where I am sweets tweets, uh, is where you should be able to find me. Um, other than that, I I would probably say that uh Shrek Shrek five is my favorite Pixar movie. What <laughs> Shrek Shrek five? That's not even out yet, and that's not even a Pixar movie. What do you mean? <laughs> It's my favorite pick. It's my favorite Pixar movie. SS tier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool, man. Cool, man. Okay. All right. Uh, thank, thank you guys for listening. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.